Hi, and welcome to Wire to Wire with Nolan RECC. I'm Sarah Fellows, Communications Manager, and I'm here with Nolan's President and CEO, Greg Lee. How are you doing? I'm great. Good, Good. to be here. Looking forward to... Uh, to doing this whole podcast thing. I know, I know. It's, it's exciting. We've been talking about this for a while, so it's finally uh, finally coming to fruition with our, our good friends at Quixie and the Wolf are, uh, are partnering with us on this, so we're really, really grateful that they're uh, helping us out with this. Um, and, and we'll get in a little bit later uh, about why we're doing this, but mm-hmm. first, I think it's really important for people just to know who you are. Um, and, you know, you're relatively new still uh, as CEO with, with Nolan, but you have a history uh, with Nolan, and you've been there for quite a while. So let's talk a little bit about who you are. Yes, we will do that okay. after we do a safety moment. Oh, I like that. Okay. Let's start Let's start every podcast with a, uh, with a safety moment. Um, you actually had a pretty good one to use for today, I so do. I'll kick that back to you. Okay. And you tell uh, all the folks out there listening some some electrical safety tips. Okay, and right. then uh, I'll tell them all about me. Okay, that sounds good. Uh, well, you know this comes actually from our our emphasis on safety, uh, and a lot of what we do we start with safety moments. So uh, so we wanted to kind of try that this time. Yeah. yeah. Um, so right now a lot of people use uh, electric heaters, uh, space heaters, and uh, while they are very helpful, I know in, in my bathroom in the morning it is way too frigid, so I always have my little space heater on. Uh, but first of all, those can be a drain on energy. Uh, but safety-wise, having those around uh, flammable objects, uh, it's really important to make sure that those aren't around flammable objects or the ability, like, I know we've got dogs in the house. We don't want them to tip over. Uh, so keep them in a place that's safe and away from, uh, from anybody who might be able to tip those over. So that's our first safety moment. Good. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. So so now let's talk about you. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so... You know, I'm from around here, mm-hmm. so and I've worked at Nolan for a long time, so a lot of the people in our community know who I am, at least. But for those who don't, uh, I'm 32 years old. I was born and raised here in Elizabethtown, Kentucky. Um, I have one side of my family from the Hardin County, Grayson County area, and the other side of my family from the LaRue County area. So kind of interesting that my family tree uh, sort of occupies the footprint of Nolan RECC service territory. That's right. I think that's pretty cool. Um, I went to St. James School. Uh, my family and I are members of St. James Catholic Church Parish. Mm-hmm. Very proud of that. Uh, and then I went to high school at Central Hardin. Uh, and from there, I I had a little bit of a unique college experience that spanned three different institutions. But ultimately... I got a, a bachelor's degree in mechanical engineering from the University of Kentucky. Gotcha. Uh, so once I got done with that, I came back home, got a full-time job at Nolan RECC, met my wife. Uh, that was about seven years ago now. Wow. And uh, since then, we've had three children. Um, one of them was born last May. So I became okay. a CEO in January of 19, and then in May of 19, had a third child. So Two I've changes. got... <laughs> Yes, I've got some. I've got some interesting overlap in uh, just life circumstance in terms of uh, keeping me busy, mm-hmm. but that's a good problem to have, and I'm very grateful for that. Yeah. Uh, in terms of my history with Nolan, mm-hmm. uh, I uh, I first got the opportunity to work at Nolan as a summer intern in 2007. All right. And I was a 19 year old kid that was positive I had it all figured out. And uh, it took me about two weeks of working with Andy Patterson, who we know and love, and Donnie Propes, God rest his soul, and yeah. a few other folks to realize that I didn't know anything. Right. 
<laughs> and that was uh, probably the best thing that ever could have happened to me. It was a very humbling experience, mm-hmm. kind of taught me the value of hard work. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to grow up a lot, right. and fortunately I did. But that kind of immediately instilled in me a, a little bit of a family-type atmosphere in the workplace. And uh, I never left. Yeah. I mean, I would come back from every break I had from school for the next four years. And then in 2011, when I graduated from UK, uh, I got a full-time job there. And one thing led to the no- to another, and here we are now. Yeah. So it's been a great experience. Well, and you mentioned some of the employees there. I mean, Nolan is, is so richly blessed with with employees like Andy and, and uh, Donnie, who was a staple in the mm-hmm. LaRue County community uh, before his passing. And, and so being able to be a part of that, I know, is, is exciting for you. It's exciting for me. Mm-hmm. So yes. I, know, I know it has been for you, too. Right. It kind of continues to shape you as, as you as you grow and as we move forward. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about the history of NOLA and just kind of its roots in this community. Yeah. Um, but before we do that, why a podcast? Why, why a videocast? Why are we... Why are we sitting down to do this? So as communications manager, I, I have my thoughts on that because I, I, I think it's important to communicate in any way we can. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is a, a real passion for, your, uh, for you. This is something we've been talking about uh, for a while now. Yeah, I, uh, I listen to podcasts a lot. I listen to a lot of sports podcasts, um, sometimes business podcasts, but I do a lot of yard work when I'm down on the farm, whatever I'm doing. I rarely listen to music. I listen to podcasts. Um, and a few years ago when I was working on some stuff, I stumbled upon a podcast done by an electric cooperative and I got to listening to that and I thought, you know, this is, this is a really good idea. Mm -hmm. It's not that complicated. Uh, it's easy for me to say, I'm not the one who has to produce the thing. I just get up here and talk. Uh, but I thought, you know, this is a great way to reach people that may not be reached through another mm-hmm. more traditional platform like Kentucky Living Magazine, right. which is a tremendous resource and is a great thing for us to have and reaches a, a uh, large portion of our membership base. But the reality is that there are just certain demographics and certain people that don't pick up that magazine and read it. Mm-hmm. And whether, whether it's that platform or some of our radio outreach or other print media, um, or social media, social, right. for that matter, sure. which we're involved in. Mm-hmm. We want to use as many resources as we can to get our message out, talk about some important key topics, mm-hmm. um, tell some stories about ourselves, whatever the case may be. But if, if we think that there is a um, portion of our membership that we're not reaching on a regular basis, mm-hmm. which is probably true, mm-hmm. maybe this is the way we get to them. Right. Um, so I think it's just a good way for us to tell our story and keep our members informed. So, um, really at the heart of all of this is who we are as a cooperative. Um, and communication is a big piece of that. Um, you mentioned Kentucky Living. There's been a Nolan News since the 40s. Yeah. Um, and so almost immediately after Nolan became a cooperative, we were communicating with our members because our members really are the owners. Um, right. And so it's really important that we're open and transparent about everything going on at Nolan, but also because safety and, and, and being in the community is also very important to us. So all of those pieces come together uh, in communication, but also in who we are as a cooperative. So 
Uh, and Nolan is not the only cooperative. Uh, electric co-ops are one way of companies being uh, cooperatives, but there are lots of others, and they're really founded on seven basic principles. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I wanted you to talk a little bit about those basic principles because people are, are maybe familiar with the word cooperative or maybe they've been part of a food co-op or something, but they're not 100% sure kind of what that means. So right. can you talk about what that means and, and what that means specifically for Nolan? Yeah, sure. So a cooperative is a specific business model. Um, that differs from some other business models. One of the one of the key things to keep in mind is that we are member owned. Mm-hmm. We're owned by the people we serve. So if you have a meter and an account and pay a bill for electric service to Nolin, you are a member of Nolin. Mm-hmm. Um, the other key element that sort of separates us or di- differ- differentiates us from some other electric utilities is that we are a not-for-profit organization, meaning at the end of every year, hopefully, if it's been a good year, we have some amount of margins, but those aren't considered profits. We call them margins, and they are then allocated back uh, to our members. uh, It's what we call a capital credit, Uh, and someday they will get that cash back uh, as a return on their investment in our organization. Which happened just recently. Yeah, we did that mm-hmm. in December of uh, 2019. Mm-hmm. We retired capital credits from 1990 and from 2018. I am hopeful, uh, after looking at the year-end 2019 data, that 2020 might be another opportunity to do some of those types of things. So um, it's it's our job to be economically prudent and as efficient as we can be because our members have invested in us and they deserve our extension of goodwill to try to give back to them when we can. But you talked about seven cooperative principles. Mm -hmm. I'll blow through those real quick and just give everybody a little bit of info on what they are. Voluntary and open membership. So again, these these are the things that guide all Mm co-ops, not just no-lin and not just electric co-ops. So voluntary and open membership is probably a little bit more difficult for folks to understand in terms of no lend because they think, well, I live here. If I want electricity, what choice do I have? I've got to have no lend. Well, it's true. In Kentucky, uh, with our Public Service Commission, we have defined service territories. Mm -hmm. Um, You do still get to choose. If you want to be a member of no lend, you you could theoretically not have electricity. But but I do choose where you live. Right, you choose where you live too. I do understand that for a lot of people in the specific context of Nolan, that that concept is a little bit harder to wrap their arms around. But co-ops are dictated by voluntary and open membership. Mm -hmm. Uh, The second thing, democratic member control. So as we mentioned earlier, everyone who pays a bill has an account, is a member of Mm Nolan, and they have a democratic vote. And they elect our board of directors, and those six individuals are my bosses. Mm -hmm. And at least once a month, they come in and um, ask me a lot of hard questions (laughs) to make sure that I'm doing my job and that that I'm making sure the employees do their job. Uh, So that is how each individual can participate in how our cooperative is run and operated. So if someone is familiar, for example, with uh, Nolan's annual meeting, uh, that's a really big part of that. So ballots will go out to all of our members and as part of that annual meeting, we announce who was right. who was elected into this position. Right. So in the June, May to June time frame every mm-hmm. year, uh, we send out ballots uh, for directors that are up for election right. or districts that are up for re-election. And at June of every year, we have tallied those ballots. And at the um, 
at the annual meeting right. is when we will, you know, make the announcement on on who has won. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, another another important element of our business model is that annual meeting. That's right. Uh, the third principle: members' economic participation. So, as we've already talked about, when you pay a bill. Uh, whenever you pay your membership fee, which I think is still only five dollars, yeah, right. uh, to become a member of Nolan RECC, uh, those things, those are the ways that our members contribute capital to our operation. Mm-hmm. So everything we do requires funding, obviously, right. and we either get that as capital from our membership, which creates equity for our organization, or we have debt service where we borrow money from. A bank. In yeah. our case, we borrow our uh, money from a bank that is also a co-op That's right. that was formed by electric co-ops. Uh, so having some balance of both is important, um, but that is how members' economic participation really helps what we do as an organization. Mm-hmm. Fourth principle is autonomy and, ind- and independence. So we may, as a, as a co-op, enter into, organi- enter into agreements with other organizations. Right. So, for example, a big one for us we do a lot of work for Fort Knox Military Base, right. and we have a contract with them for the services that we render. Um, the same is true on a few other things that we do. Regardless of the uh, affiliations or the contracts that we enter into with other organizations, we remain autonomous in our governance by our board of directors. Right. So our board of directors will always dictate the direction that we take as an organization. Yeah, so, for example, we're not going to get bought out by another <coughs> company or something like that. That's that's correct. Right. Okay. Yeah, that's correct. The fifth cooperative principle, uh, education and training. Uh, we do a lot of things and put a heavy emphasis on making sure that uh, we are involved in offering training at schools, mm-hmm. uh, safety trailer demonstrations like at uh, volunteer fire departments, uh, we, I know we partnered with the local EMS and uh, emergency management and really talked to them about how to help manage a situation when there's an emergency with a down power line yeah. or something like that. We, we really target training with all of our first responders mm-hmm. in our communities. Right. Um, if we can give them the knowledge to um, handle a chaotic or hazardous situation like when a car hits a pole, well, obviously there could be an individual involved that is at, at risk and in immediate need of medical attention. But, you know, there's also the concern of, is there an energized power right. line laying on their car? Right. So we try to protect the first responders mm-hmm. and give them the tools that they need to, to make smart decisions during very uh, hectic times. Right. Um, beyond that, historically, Nolan has done things like have a home economist in, in years past right. where, where we have somebody who goes out to people's homes and teaches them how to use their appliances. Now We don't do that anymore, In right? 2020, <laughs> that's not really necessary right. anymore. But it speaks to that that connection that we have and that emphasis that we put on education mm-hmm. and training to make sure that we are keeping our communities as uh, safe around electricity as they can be and that they're using electricity as wisely as they can right. and getting the most out of it. Right. Uh, the sixth uh, principle that governs our operation is cooperation among cooperatives. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... There are co-ops that are direct neighbors to us. There's one in Bardstown. There's one in Brandenburg. There's one in Glasgow. Um, There's also co-ops all across the state and all across the country. We're always working together uh, in in many ways than could be discussed here, but probably the most um, visual thing for uh, our members to be aware of in terms of cooperation among cooperatives is 
helping with storm restoration, right. whether, us, whether it's us going out of state or out of town to go help a, another co-op mm-hmm. or whether we have a really bad weather event here and we need help. Right. We offer that reciprocity, and by doing that, we're able to you know, have a lot of resources available mm-hmm. when we need them, which yeah. helps out a ton. And people will have seen that. It's like you said, that kind of is one of the more visual things yeah. that, uh, you know, you may see it in the paper or, or we talk about it on the radio uh, where we, we have brought in other co-ops that have helped out. Uh, last November, we had some that came in and helped out uh, during the, the icy time that we had. Yes, right, exactly. And then the last uh, uh, cooperative principle is concern for community, and that's kind of what we're doing today. Right. Um, so this is a this is a communication medium that we are trying to use to reach out to our communities, uh, to be present for our communities, to get messages out to them, mm-hmm. um, and and we're going to use this platform for probably several different things. Not the least of which is to communicate important things that we're doing or that could be happening in the future. Right. So I think that speaks to that concern for community and make sure that we're mm-hmm. doing right, not only by our members, but by the public at large exactly. within our service territory. Yeah, and it, it goes hand in hand with, with our community involvement uh, across yeah. the board because we really do have a, a presence in all of our communities. And we do that very intentionally because it is important, uh, not just to our membership, but to all of our, our friends and neighbors who, who count on Nolan to be a community partner. So. Right. Yeah. So those are uh, those are the cooperative principles. Um, of course, Nolan has been in this community since 1938. Um, it's and really the the heart of that, the beginning of that time, uh, came together because of, of friends and neighbors who needed electricity in this area. Um, you know, the the bigger cities in Kentucky were getting electricity, and and the rural areas simply weren't. So uh, Nolan really came from people who got together and and decided, you know. We want to have the same opportunity and the same the same ability that, that folks have in, you know, the big city of, of E-Town. Right. You know, back in the uh, 30s, there were a lot of uh, metropolitan areas mm-hmm. and larger cities that had widespread exposure to electricity. But in places like rural Hardin County and rural LaRue County, about 10% coverage is yeah. all you had. Um, so as part of the New Deal... Uh, FDR uh, signed into law in 1936 something that was called the Rural Electrification Act. Mm -hmm. And basically what that did was create a program where some low interest rate loans were extended from the federal government to groups of, quite frankly, farmers or Mm -hmm. just people in small communities that would get together and, and be willing to take it upon themselves to create a charter and say, you know what, if, if we can use some of that money, we need to build electrification assets mm-hmm. across the countryside here so that we can improve the quality of life. That's right. Um, and uh, Nolan actually completed all of that and, and, and started in what we would consider full force July 20th, 1938. Right. Uh, it's easy to remember. It's the same date, uh, July 20th, as... Uh, when we landed on the moon. Right. Uh, Just so, a different year. Yeah. Different year. Different <laughs> year. But, uh, but yeah, so Nolan will turn 82 this year. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's always fascinating to me. Um, we still have some older members that come to annual meeting or member advisory uh, committee meetings. And uh, they'll pull me to the side and they'll tell me the story about the day when they were a little boy or little girl and we showed up 
and turn the lights on. That's right. And those, unfortunately, those folks are becoming fewer and further between, mm-hmm. but those are really heartwarming stories, and you don't, we we take for granted that Absolutely. this is just something that we've always had. It's just a prerequisite of life, right. but that really wasn't the case wasn't. at all uh, back then. And I think, you know, I, we've talked about kind of where we want to take this podcast. I would love to hear some of those stories on here. So I, I have a feeling we might be bringing, uh, bringing a guest or two on that yep. and talk about the day the lights came on. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I think that would be pretty cool for people to hear about. All right. Well, we're, we're going to wrap up our time. But um, again, we've, we've got a lot of plans for where we're going to head with this. Um, I know you've got a lot of passion around this. And, yep. and before we do head, uh, kind of wrap up for today, uh, where, where do you see us going? I know we've, we've kind of alluded to it a little bit, but if folks are going to follow us, which I really hope that they do with mm-hmm. our podcast and videocast, um, what, do you, what do you expect that they'll be uh, hearing about in the future? Well, it's not all going to be serious shop talk. No. Uh, we'll, uh, we intend for this to be fun. Um, so there will be, we are going to use this, obviously, as a platform to talk about key topics uh, that are relevant to NOLAN and would be relevant to our communities. Mm-hmm. You know, one thing that comes to mind is like our vegetation management program. Right. If, I, if I can, if I or we can effectively communicate some ideas about how we're going to go about trimming trees in our rights of way, mm-hmm. I would hope that that will help the members better understand why we need to do certain things and how we're going to go about those. Um, So that's just one example of what I would consider to be a very important topic. But beyond that, um, we're going to have some employees on here uh, just to talk about what they do. Some of them will probably tell some embarrassing stories about me. I sure hope so. Uh, But but we're going to try to make this somewhat entertaining in in addition to, you know, serving a purpose of getting our message across. We could also have, uh, uh, like you said, guests that are members in the community, other local dignitaries, uh, possibly some legislators. Mm -hmm. uh, If there's something uh, that's uh, of specific relevance in Frankfurt or Washington regarding electric co-ops or electricity. Mm -hmm. So I I just see a really... uh, wide space uh, and purpose that uh, this could serve. Well, and, and really for our members to give us some feedback on this. I think it's important to know, uh, you know, if they want to hear about something mm-hmm. or if anybody in the community would like for us to, to cover or talk to somebody about some uh, something related, uh, then let us know. I mean, I think it's going to be an important thing to, to just keep that flexible too. So Yeah, I'd be happy to, uh, like if we receive questions, just read them out on the show yeah. and, then, and then answer them and then and then maybe that'll uh, give folks a little bit better understanding of what we're all about. All right. Now, people will be able to find us uh, wherever they listen to their podcast. Um, we'll also have the video cast on our Facebook page. We'll have it on uh, nolanrecc.com. On our website, we've got a YouTube uh, channel as well. So we're going we're gonna to flood the market with it, and uh, we'll make it easy to find. Uh, but hopefully people will join us in the future, and I'll look forward to future conversations with you. Sounds great. Thanks for joining us for Wire to Wire with Nolan RECC. 